Don't look now, but sports are back, and you can save 40% by subscribing to The Athletic to get the best in-depth coverage of this unprecedented sports season. Baseball's back, basketball's back, hockey's back, MLS, all that good stuff is back, and you get unlimited access to the breaking news, the in-depth stories, the expert analysis on what's sure to be one of the most enthralling season finishes in sports history for all these sports. Don't miss exclusive coverage. Subscribe now and save. Sign up to see for yourself the creativity, reporting, and storytelling that sets The Athletic apart. If you go to theathletic.com slash NBA show, you receive 40% off an annual subscription. Sports are back, and you won't want to miss the breaking stories on your favorite teams. Go to theathletic.com slash NBA show for 40% off an annual subscription. We hope to see you there. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show, Monday through Friday, on the Athletic Podcast Network. Thursday, Point of Contention, with Ethan Sherwood-Strauss and Marcus Thompson, hosted by Zach Harper. I do have a take. Hey, you better be careful that all this stuff not on. Yeah, come on, Jay. I was about to start saying stuff. I do have a take. Point of Contention. I'm very suspicious of these people who are just telling these athletes to, uh... To, to not play, right? And they're crazy for playing. Playing, playing. Welcome to POC. That's Point of Contention right here on the Athletic Podcast Network, part of the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Zach Harper. I'm your host. I'm joined by Ethan Strauss. I'm joined by Marcus Thompson. Uh, we have five subjects, five minutes. It's going down. Marcus of Golden, the miraculous rise of Steph Curry, and KD, the relentless pursuit to be the greatest both Wherever you buy books, Marcus, thank you for joining us today. So is POC, is it person of color or persons of color? I'm uncomfortable right now, so we'll go to Ethan Strauss. I don't think Jade uh, thought about the um, acronym implications when the title was I think given. he did. I think he, I 100% think he did. I'm absolutely certain he did. Ethan Sherwood Strauss, host of the House of Strauss podcast and author of the book, The Victory Machine. Ethan, how was golfing with Anthony Slater? It was pretty cool. You know, I you know, I've got this weird impulse though that we have these days where whatever you say you did now, you always go socially distance, of course. They're like, Yeah, I went golfing with Slater. Socially distance. We are following all the rules. It's very important. Everybody knows that. I'd prefer if you just came out here and said, Yeah, we went golfing, but we got distracted because we made out. Like we just really <laughs> didn't socially distance at all. We missed each other. We just wanted to break all the taboos. We wanted to break all the rules. Wanted to do it just to shove it in the face of the libs. They're like, hey, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Right. <laughs> I will say, Slater, um, I, I don't want to snitch on Slater, but that but that hair, uh, that famous Anthony Slater hair, not looking too raggedy. I mean, I literally was not invited. Since when do you play golf? When did this happen? What do you mean? And wh- what does that matter if I play or not? I think it does. It's pretty germane I was to terrible play terrible at basketball. Could I not come play with you? No. Yeah, we wouldn't want you to come along. Yeah. No, that's that's absolutely wrong. You would bring me along for the sole purpose of you looking better. I could have done the same thing in golf. Guys, first topic. Basketball is back or is it? The Athletics' Dave DeFore tweeted, I can't believe I'm this excited for a magic scrimmage, but here I am. Is this getting your attention, Ethan? We'll start with you. I wasn't that into uh, the whole scrimmage thing. I I, I wanted to kind of look. I know I was supposed to be, and people were saying things like, "Oh my god, I feel like I I am alive again. I, I this is just incredible. Oh my god, basketball's back." I'm I'm waiting for the games. Games. When I saw that 
that that big what do we call it the big five lineup the the uh, the Nuggets all big lineup tall ball tall ball tall ball with Bull Bull um that was pretty cool and when I saw Bull Bull doing the pull up jumper from deep after the the, the block shot I gotta admit I had to go you know what. You know what? I, I, I like this basketball-like product. I will inject this methadone. I'm into it. I didn't even know it was on, to be honest. Um, my wife is like, what game is this? And I was like, this is an old game. She was like, nah, it says Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter on the court. I'm like, what? Next thing you know, we're sitting there watching, you know, summer league basketball. So it was like, it, it, it felt renewing, right? It felt like, oh, okay, there's a season about to happen here. And then I promptly stopped paying attention as I would do regular summer league. So yeah. this felt very normal. It felt yeah. like, all right, it took a little distraction to get me off of it. But just knowing it was there and I could go back and watch it, it made me feel whole. I, I feel whole. Wait, so I'm, I'm confused. Ethan, you're in on these scrimmages? It's a new leaf and it's a new leaf on life, not a new lease on life, Zach. It's a new leaf on life. I'm, I'm positive now. I'm, uh, I'm I'm optimistic. I like everything now. I'm liking that 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 movie where Jim Carrey says yes to everything. <laughs> Marcus, don't give in here. You're out on the scrimmages, right? You have no interest in this. That I'm excited that I can ignore it. Ah, the option. I have something <laughs> to say. I am too good to watch. I'm too busy to watch. Right? Like I have something that I can turn my nose up at, and that feels like normal, right? My big thing is I don't do preseason, right? I'm not watching exhibition, baseball, f- football, whatever. I'm not watching it, right? Like me and my daughter are going to play before I do that. And knowing that this was starting today, I-, I watched it long enough to make the decision to not care anymore. And I'm telling you, like that meant a lot. That gave me some power back. It gave me purpose in my life. Now what I was doing mattered that much more because I was rejecting basketball forward. There's significance in that. There is power in that. Basketball, please give us more stuff that's just that doesn't rise to the level of commanding our attention, but allows us to feel some power in our lives uh, by our rejection of it. Are you I'm with praying you right now. Yeah, this, uh, many things have happened. Basketball. You, on behalf of the minds of men across the nation. <laughs> you finally converted me, Marcus. Yeah, do you believe that the basketball gods have touched scrimmages? I, I, I thought you were going to go like, next point. Do you believe in God on point of contention? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, like a Skip Bayless turn. Wait, like a Skip Bayless. Like, I used to believe in God. And then the pandemic hit. No. But once DJ Augustine faced off against Reggie Jackson, <laughs> I am now a Satanist. I, I, I thought I was making this very, uh, you know, poignant and powerful and moving point. I feel like there should have been like some like dramatic, inspirational music underneath my words. So when Ethan followed with that, I felt like it felt like a prayer. It felt like we were having a spiritual bonding moment right there. So. I'm okay with that if you are, Ethan. I'm okay with it. I've always held out – I don't know if it's hope or suspicion that that Marcus will convert me. That is literally not my job to convert you, yo. To what? To to Christianity. I mean what else? I mean you think – what? It's like too good for me? Is is that what you're saying? (laughs) You don't care about my soul? (laughs) Not really. Let's continue on. Point of Christianity slash point of contention. We got we got a lot of titles that are going to pop up during this episode. Let's go to segment two, the second question. Handicapping the bubble MVP. Marcus, who you got? This is going to be like out there, right? 
I'm going with Lou Williams. Let's go. <laughs> Lou Williams, but no, okay. No, no, seriously. Uh, I was listening to uh, Zach Harper. It was you, as a matter of fact, breaking down the MVPs. I think Giannis gets the trifecta. He gets the defensive MVP. He gets the regular season MVP, and I'm gonna give I'm gonna give him the odds on favor to be the bubble MVP because this dude is grimy, like he is about that life. He's already talking about. Look, I'm not at all bothered by these circumstances. Like, I lived in a home that was this hotel room dwarfs. Like, I know what the struggle is like. That's the mindset I want for my MVP. Giannis is about to grind this thing out. He gonna grow his hair out. He about to get all like just just epic with it. I'm I'm ready for the Nigerian dude to come out and dominate this bubble. Well, now hold on before we go to Ethan. Far be it from me to help Ethan out here, but Damari Carroll essentially said the same thing about the hotel food. So I don't know that this is the way to go. What do you mean? What's wrong with the hotel food? No, he was saying, look, when I grew up, this is great eating. Well, uh, all these guys right? talking big about how acceptable it all is. Let's check back in a few weeks. I just, I want to see, I want to see how it holds up. I want to see. Okay. I just know I, I would probably be complaining. That's, that's what my inclination is. I'm going, however, with, I'm going to be out of the box here. It's in league with my, 100 to 1 thunder even though the odds have dropped did i drop them was i the, was i the cause of it like with the nike stock who knows who knows it's for historians to debate but the thunder are intriguing to me and the guy on their team who's gotten plenty of rest chris paul controls a lot of the levers of power this is his baby could he orchestrate the rules in his favor behind the scenes is he already doing it, perhaps? Ouch! You think he's going to cheat to win the MVP? I, I never said that. I'm just saying where there's a will, there's a way. The power expresses itself. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Do not arouse the wrath of the great and powerful Oz. I was with you until he said, you said he's going to orchestrate the rules behind the scenes. No, he's going to ball. Also, Marcus, everything he said after you asked him that question didn't mean anything. Absolutely. Ethan just said a bunch of words, and none of them came together to form any kind of point. Ethan, explain yourself. I was talking, and points were made, and at the end of the day, uh, we all learned something. I do like the I do like the Chris Paul take, though. I do think Oklahoma City is going to be a tough out. That's going to be a team that's going to be a problem. And, like, Chris Paul is hungry. I could, I could see this. I, I was with you there on, like, if the Oklahoma City Thunder is a team that goes farther than everybody thinks in this, you know, uh, anomaly of a season, Chris Paul should get MVP. Even if he doesn't make the finals, he could get bubble MVP. I, I like that. He's not going to get over Giannis, but I, I like the logic. It's the theory of some of these older players, what makes them look old is just the wear and tear of the season. And if you have this much of a rest and you're not having the travel, maybe you're going to see more consistency from guys who are on the back ends of their primes. The other take I like though for the MVP, and it's hinged upon one of my theories that are canon, which is fad is potential in disguise. Skinny Jokic, everybody. Skinny Jokic. I saw a few clips. He looks incredible. I do not believe the haters who think that losing some of the fat is going to hinder him down low and hurt his bully ball game. I think it always helps. I don't uh, know. I saw Kevin an outlet Love. pass that didn't make it all the way. He's already lost <laughs> yeah. He's already lost some strength. But Marcus, did, you didn't watch the scrimmage where he took on the Wizards, who have the second worst defense in NBA history, 
and also not their best players. <laughs> right. So, you know, you didn't you didn't get the right clips. Hey, I'm just saying I'm just saying, hey, Zach, did it not work for Kevin Love? No. Did Kevin Love not it didn't work. Kevin Love got skiddy and he uncorked a top five season for that season. You know, and yeah, the next season maybe he broke his wrist doing push-ups or whatever. But look, the, the point still stands. Punching a wall, knuckle push-ups, who's to say? <laughs> I'm saying Fat Jokic gets the gets the outlet pass, you know, down the down the court. Well, you think being fat helps you helps you pass? It's like a Cecil Fielder thing where he's muscling it out there. Wait, hold on. Marcus, why does Ethan get two picks here? <laughs> I brought two picks to the party. I get another pick that I almost went with Kawhi just because, like, how do you not trust a dude with cornrows in the bubble? I mean, I love I love Giannis's chances, but everything about Kawhi is built for this. Like, you know, every like he's wearing New Balance, yo. Like, New Balance and cornrows in the bubble, like, that's the mindset you need. I might, I might have to go with. Nah, I'm gonna stick with Giannis. I'm gonna stick with Giannis. But the, the Kawhi Leonard is intriguing. It's a very intriguing pick. Get the peanuts. Get the popcorn. Baseball is back. And while we can't go join them at the ballpark, unless you got one of those cool cutouts, there are plenty of action to be had from the comfort of your home. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, putting you on the field with a shot to play risk-free for a chance at hundreds of thousands of dollars. Fantasy baseball, super easy to play on DraftKings. Pick 10 players, stay under the salary cap, pile up points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. There's no better way to put your baseball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars. And don't worry, if baseball isn't for you, still got fantasy golf action for this weekend's tournament. With millions of dollars up for grabs this weekend, there is no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the promo code RUN, that's R-U-N, to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars up for grabs this week. With your first deposit, that's promo code RUN, to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Third topic, Dwight the Distraction Howard. In June, Dwight Howard told CNN, basketball or entertainment period isn't needed at this moment and will only be a distraction. Then over the weekend, Howard said this on the bubble safety measures. They sanitize everything. We're getting tested every day. So it's not like we're around anybody that can give it to us because we all got tested together. We don't have any contact with any outsiders. I understand the whole wear a mask and all that stuff, so nobody's not trying to do anything out of order. I understand there's always has to be some type of controversy somewhere. I get it. It's some clickbait. Then uh, he spoke about vaccines. I don't believe in vaccines myself. Will vaccines work for some people? They may or they may not. But for me, I don't believe in them. Ethan, is Dwight a distraction or is he just expressing his opinion? I think he's just expressing his opinion. I don't. I don't think we need to constantly monitor what everybody's saying and just operate under the assumption that everybody has to be a spokesperson for the correct causes. And look, I, I have to say, I, I I want people to believe in vaccines, but if Dwight is saying, I personally don't believe in them, but they might work for other people, I don't know. It's like it's, At least he's not trying to, with a sign, say the end is near, tell nobody to get them. I, I think we sometimes, we invest too much anxiety in what these guys are saying about things that aren't that aren't sports, and if they aren't trying to be self-appointed spokespeople in a very serious way, and I don't think Dwight is. I think he's just free associating. I just don't think it's that big a deal. Why are we asking them this? Like, I don't understand. Like, 
I respect I respect Dwight for having an answer and like playing the game, but I, I'm rocking with Dwight Howard on this on his desire to pop off and say what he wants. Like what what would be the purpose of not saying anything, right? What 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 does he have to gain from not giving his whole take, no matter how like wild it might be? Well, the reason he's giving it is because he snitched on the snitchers. He said that he's been the one getting called on in this snitch line about not wearing a mask. So he's the one that's saying it. He's He said, uh, yeah, those snitch line calls, yeah, they're about me for not wearing a mask. Are they coming to him? Like, yo, Dwight, they tell you 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 not wearing they tell him that you're not wearing a mask. Man, can you get it together? Is that what's happening? I, I, can, I, can I just say it would be a little confusing. It, it's like a little confusing to go out there on the court and – play basketball without a mask and then get off and everything. That's cool, right? And then you get off and you chill it and it's like, yo, put your mask on. Like and I don't know enough about the exact circumstances. Maybe he was in a period of time where everybody had to put the mask on um and there was a quarantine phase and I, I, I don't know enough. I would assume if there were multiple calls he was probably doing something he shouldn't have been doing. I'm just gonna wildly assume that. Um but look, uh we all need something to talk about or at least before the basketball starts, Dwight Howard's providing that. And again, I just think we should settle down. Just settle down. We don't need every athlete to believe everything uh, and to be our, our state's people. I mean, look, I get it. It's Dwight Howard. Like, I got it. It's a very easy target. But it's a little uncomfortable, this idea of uh, ridiculing and questioning the intelligence of somebody because they have a take. You know, and it's like, I believe in vaccines, right? But I understand why Dwight Howard might not. And if you're going to come at him and his intelligence or whatever, because he has this take, then you got to acknowledge, why might he have this take? Here's something. I believe in vaccines. I've never looked into it in my life. (laughs) I've never looked into the issue. I believe it. Uh, it seems like people uh, who are on the level and who are pretty smart and in the medical community have impressed the value of them upon me. Do I know anything about the science inherent to vaccines to the point where I would just ridicule somebody who wasn't so convinced? That that take, that whole concept is not uh, genuine either, right? This whole believe in science as if there's no room for this understanding that the pharmaceutical company might be – actually doing something that that is against science there's no room for this idea that the people who govern this stuff is on the take anyway like there's no room for this idea that throughout the history of medicine and science uh black people have been victims of this stuff right go to the tuskegee experiment we could go on and on and on about this like this idea that you can't be cautious or questioning of quote-unquote science as a black man is ridiculous how about at least acknowledge that it would make sense for Dwight Howard to say, hold on, I'm a professional athlete. This is my body. I have thoughts about it. What is PED is like, how could you not know what's going on in your body? Right. But now it is vaccines. If he wants to be like, hold on, I don't really trust y'all like that. That's a legitimate take, even if he probably needs to be more educated about it. And I respect the fact that he allowed for, hey, man, if you want to do it, that's cool. But for me, I've made a decision. That's not a matter of lack of intelligence. It might be a matter of lack of intelligence. Let me stop right there. I don't know. I'm just I'm just picturing I'm just picturing Harper Harper's quick witted brain looking for the segue. Oh, I've got it. Just shuffling. You're not listening to Point of Compliance. You're listening to Point of Conspiracy here on the Athletic Podcast Network. Next topic. 
Ben Simmons switching to power forward. He's moving from point guard to point forward, or I guess power forward, as Shake Milton will now run point for the 76ers when we enter the restart with the Sixers fifth in the Eastern Conference, tied with the Indiana Pacers. Brett Brown, who uh, probably going to get fired, told reporters Monday that Simmons was being exclusively used at the four during practices. Marcus, do you buy Ben Simmons the power forward? I am buying it, and mostly because I like Shake at point guard. I, I do. I mean, we talk about Simmons not shooting and playing point. I do think it is it is impactful to have a point guard that can shoot, right? I do think this idea of the person at the top of the key with the offense, with the defense staring at him, being a threat as a shooter is helps open the paint. And I, I understand, like, if Simmons is down there with Embiid, we got to question how much space that gives because Simmons is not a stretch for. But – if they're going to run that snug pick and roll, it helps to have shake out out top, right? If they're going to if if they're going to do like a, a high low compacted, it helps to have this other uh shooter out there. I mean, I think I, I I like it. I like the idea of Ben Simmons creating from the wing instead of from the top or creating from the box instead of from the top. Like I think it'll work and also I think Brett Brown should fight for his job. Like what, what's the point of going with what what you've been doing when you're on the ropes, right? Like Man, get out, go ahead and put MB that point next. Like, do what you got to do to save your job, buddy. It's the bubble. Ethan, are you in? Marcus came way too prepared. I, I, I pre-fold this hand. He's talking about snug pick and roll. I it, like the Sixers, man. What you want me to do? Just incorporating it. I mean, I was going to come up with some half-assed, I didn't like the way that Ben Simmons threw that fish back, so therefore it won't work. I wasn't exactly coming with the science that Marcus came with. What you could have came with, <laughs> this is preparation for him to take Drake Mon's place. That would have been a good take. Oh. Oh, hmm. that, would have, that is a sub-getter right there. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Weren't you already aggregated on that end? Didn't already, it, That's why I figured you was going to go there. It's it's time to re-aggregate. It's been a while. You got to remind people. You got to remind people the aggregation. Now no. Okay, Marcus takes that one, even though I don't know how the scoring works or if they're scoring or if we're disagreeing half them. I have no idea. I got the I got the scorecard here. I got the scorecard. <laughs> it's real close right now, guys. <laughs> I love this like let's steal around the horns format and call it a podcast. Yeah, why not? They turn their TV show into a podcast. All they do is clip it. Not everybody can be the athletic NBA. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody can have a Zach Harper, Wasney Lambre, right? Dave Dufour, Bo DeKill. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I was trying to get everybody's names in as part of like thing that you know we supposed to get people's names in. So uh, you could just stop at Zach Harper. I'll, I'll get their names in later. Don't worry. I, I don't know what this role is, but I do feel like Harper was born for it. He, he was born for a Tony Reale to listen to you two argue. Yeah, well, or just to to you're a great point guard, Zach. Here's the thing. Is that you're not even arguing. You two jackass has just been agreeing for 25 minutes. It's supposed to be point of contention. I mean, in fairness, Marcus said he didn't care about my soul. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm sorry. I do care about your soul. And I really hope that your soul lands in a place that you can be comfortable with. I just I just don't feel like it's my responsibility. <laughs> I guess you can care about things that aren't necessarily one's responsibility to get philosophical. If you want to talk but, off the podcast about your soul – I have thoughts, but what I look like <laughs> when you're about to soul. Also, it's kind of the same, the same, just like 
nicety, right, of you pretending to invite Marcus into your home, even though he's already in his car driving away. Oh, we know what's happening, right? We know what's happening. He's turning like, you don't care about my soul, so I invite you in. Like, I, I get what he's doing. I'm just not <laughs> buying it. I'm not, I'm not buying it. All right. Well, speaking of buying, Kevin ah. Garnett looking to buy the Minnesota Timberwolves, which are now on sale once again. You are excellent, Buck. That was that was incredible. That was incredible. That flip, that segment right there. Yeah, you know what? It's better when you don't interrupt it. Um, but <laughs> that was also really good. Like, geez, you're on fire right now. Glenn Taylor is selling the team yet again. He's almost sold this team a bunch of times and then always gets cold feet on it. But now he is selling the team and he's getting bidders. And we're going to have the Wilfs who own the Vikings. Kevin Garnett's trying to get an ownership group together. Kevin Garnett has said nice things about Glenn Taylor on Twitter. So let me ask you this. We'll start with Ethan. Does Glenn Taylor have an obligation to sell to Kevin Garnett, even if they're not the leading bidder, simply because of the history and trying to get another minority into a head position in ownership in this league? Thinking about this idea, does he have responsibility to get Kevin Garnett in there? I think if he was young, I would say no. But I believe Glenn, he, he's old, yes. He's yes. an old man. Yes. I've met, I met him once, and I can right. confirm that he's old. I was eating the terrible media room food. Uh, it, it, it's awful, awful. And then he was sitting there. Hey, in fairness to him, he was chowing down on it too. So I, I don't know if that's a cheapness thing or what. I have no idea. Um, but he's old, so... If you're old, what are you, you going to do? You need to make like another hundred million for what? For what? Right? You just give it to KG. Leave a nice legacy for the fans. Think of all you have put the Timberwolves fans through. How much they probably justifiably dislike you, and how you can turn it all around by keeping it in the family like this. Yes, you should have some responsibility as long as the the offer is in range, right? As long as it's in range, I don't think it can just be highest bidder. Look, look here. This is important. And in light of everything that's happened in this country, like, I think this is really critical. Absolutely, he has no obligation. Like, what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> like, this is crazy. Uh, first off, why are we acting as if Kevin Garnett is actually going to be the main dude? You got to sell it to the other rich guy that Kevin Garnett is teamed up with. Like, <laughs> what, are we, what are we talking about? Marcus, let me tell you. Um, I've heard stories that in Kevin Garnett's last dance with the Minnesota Timberwolves, which is a little bit different than Michael Jordan's last dance with the Chicago Bulls, but with Kevin Garnett's last dance, there were times where he was telling all the young guys, just wait until I own this thing. Everything's going to be different around here. Just, you know, just you wait. And he was basically, you know, it was a soft threat from KG on a lot of those, a lot of those young guys just telling them it's going to be different, assuming that he was going to get this, this ownership stake. Uh, and so I think... Whether he's the main owner or not, he's going to consider himself the main owner. He probably will be like involved. He'll be present. But I'm saying he won't be the 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 financial, the primary financial funder or beneficiary of it. So it's not like it's not as if you're giving uh, this influx of billions of dollars to this black dude, right? Like he's got to get a percentage. But that could be the case for any owner, right? Now. I think it's on the NBA. So if there is a shortfall between Kevin Garnett's group and another group, I'm not here to say that Glenn Taylor needs to take less money, but the NBA sure could say, hey, man, we'll make up the difference if 
because we do want Kevin Garnett in a thing. Like I, I, I love Glenn Taylor screwing Kevin Garnett one last time. Like, hey, uh, here's an industry that relies on indoor events uh, during a pandemic where we haven't really figured out the cure. Anyway, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hope the China situation works out with the NBA. Good luck with your investment, KG. <laughs> I mean, if Glenn Taylor is like trying to jump ship, you got to be like, hold on, what's happening? Like, <laughs> that's yeah. got to lower the price 40% right there. I doubt he'll be the last owner uh, in the next year who puts the team up for sale. I don't know. I might get out too right now just because you have no idea what's going to happen. And like, teams like the Warriors are kind of pot committed with the new stadium. But if you got a chance, if this is your last chance to get a couple billion and like, and you know it, you might have to do it because bonus segment. Do we think Tillman Fertitta will start panhandling at some point? I don't know what lame duck means because he's under contract. <laughs> I think with old Tilly Fertitta, one of my favorite names to say on any podcast, just, just a great name like Tillman Fertitta. Yeah. Fantastic. I do love his book. I, I, think I haven't he, read it, but I just like the cover. <laughs> hey, hey, Zach, shut up and listen right now. Look, I hope we win a championship and Mike comes and puts a gun to my head. Old Tilly Fertitta, I think it's an ego thing for him. Think of how much more famous he is now that he owns the Rockets than before. I feel like he's going to sell everything. You don't think he was famous from the Bubba Gump Shrimp Restaurant? I hadn't heard of him. We're going to the, uh, the closing rant segment of Point of Contention. We're going to Marcus Thompson for your closing rant. When I, when I was growing up, if, if OG was wanted to talk to you, he had something to say, he'd be like, hey, yo, check this out. And you knew you were about to get like some game, right? So it was like, hey, yo, check this out. Or that means like the fight was coming next. I, I am very impressed and proud of these players who refuse to let fishing and Disney World and white t-shirts and video games distract them from the cause at hand. The complaint was, or the concern was, that this thing would distract them from the movement, uh, and some people didn't want to have it because of that. But watching Tobias Harris answer every question with uh, justice for Breonna Taylor, it was impressive. I, I I was glad to see that they care enough. CJ McCollum talked to Breonna Taylor's mom. Like, it, it, I'm glad they're sticking to their word. They deserve credit for it, and it, it, it is very honorable that they aren't forgetting what they said they would do. Uh, Ethan, for your closing rant. Look, my my rant is: you can't give too many of your personal private details to the public. You can't. You can talk to your friends about it. You can talk about it with your friends. You can't tell you can't tell the listeners, even though we love all of you and we trust all of you as individuals. But as as a group, as a group, I don't think we can trust you. You can't you can't do all that. You can't wind up like John Lennon talking about how you just got an apartment at the Dakota and see what happens there. Too soon? Too soon? I, I don't know. I'm just saying. So now you're John Lennon. That's going to do it for Point of Contention this week. Thanks to Marcus Thompson. Thanks to Ethan Strauss. Jade Hoy, who's the winner? I'm going with Ethan this week, guys. What? Marcus won. I think he stole it right at the end with that John Lennon line. Oh, yeah, that would appeal to Jade. That would appeal to Jade. (laughs) Marcus, this feels racist. It's cool because uh, my recording stopped. Oh, my God. (laughs) I know how to win now. I'll, I'll know how to win. I just, you know, oh, end to the to the end of everything I say, I'll go. And you know, why is this so hard? Point of contention.
with Ethan Sherwood Strauss and Marcus Thompson. Marcus Thompson.